Welcome back to the Ashholes. Today, episode 16, and it is March 1st, 2017. We are here. We're back in the Sereno Royale Cigar Studios. Joined with me here is Pastor Padrone Dan Ledwith, along with big man Barry Stein from the Cigar Authority. Big man. See, you got my nickname really easy. Very easy. (laughs) You guys had a struggle with Oliver. Well, you know... He called himself Shortstack. What, what, what are that we is, supposed to do with that? But I like yeah. Big Man better because when I used to hang out in Big a cigar shop in Brooklyn, they used to call me BTF. BTF? Yes. Barry, sounds, Barry the Fat. Sounds kind of like D- DTF. <laughs> they didn't call you that at Little Taste of Cuba, did they? No. No. This was at uh, the Humidor in Brooklyn, New York. Uh-huh. Excellent. So, we're, we're here. Oliver's yep. not. Oliver's gone. Where did, where did Oliver go? Oliver is at a Little League event with oh, his son. Yeah, that's right. Yes, with his son. Mm-hmm. Well, good for him. Can't, he's a, yeah, he's a family can't man. fault him for that. That's good. No, not at all. So now today, uh, Barry, I would like to thank you very much for coming on the show yes. on such short notice. No problem. I felt bad that you were going to have to do the show by yourself, so I figured I would come here and help out. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Gosh. You've been waiting to use that for a long time, haven't you there, Barry? Yes, yeah, since last night when we left yeah. work. <laughs> He's been thinking about it, absolutely. Oh, my heavens. But uh, how was everyone's week so far? I mean, we got, what, we had nothing really special go on in the news. But, no. I mean, just in general, I want to I see how everyone's week was. I thought last night we had one of the greatest speeches of all time. I totally agree with you. Mm. Totally agree. You watched that? I did, yeah. I thought you were talking to Barry. I thought he was looking at you. He was looking at you, kid. I know. I'm trying to do things. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I watched it this morning because I refuse to have cable. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do not have cable TV. I cannot imagine paying Comcast or Verizon, anybody, uh, that much money just to watch TV. So The answer is an Amazon Fire Stick. I have one. And install Cody. Cody, yes. Well, first you have to hack the Amazon Fire Stick, right? Yes, yes but we don't talk about stuff like that. <laughs> no, no, we don't talk about hacking on the Ashles <laughs> no. because that hasn't worked too well for us in the no, past. Definitely no, we not. Don't want that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I have the Amazon Fire Stick. It's it's awesome. I love the thing. I got my Netflix hooked up with it. I have Amazon Prime, so I have all the movies and music that they have, and I, I totally do not miss cable. You got the Cody. All. I, I gotta get Cody. Yeah. I gotta crack the gotta crack the stick. It's easy. Maybe you can help me with that. One hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now, you can still use the the regular interface of the of the Fire Stick mm-hmm. after that, right? Yes. Okay, because I really like it. how it's, it's just set the addition up. of an app. Yes. Good. I mean, I mean, it, right, we're going to be talking about cigars in a second, but I, I like that. So. I like that interface much better yeah. than uh, the Chromecast. Forget about being a cigar store. Let, let, you know, yeah. cigar show. Let's yes. talk about. So, so, yeah, well, this is the tech cigar show, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so today we are smoking a cigar that is not available in the United States of America <laughs> as of yet. Uh, this cigar comes to us from the ISOM or the island south of Miami, which is known as Havana, Cuba. Well, not mm-hmm. Havana. This is actually Pinar del Rio, mm. Cuba. And uh, these are a very interesting looking cigar. Uh, Barry, do you have any... Well, the, the name Vigueros means farmers, and yep. the cigar comes from the Pinar del Rio province of the island, and supposedly all the tobacco used within this cigar is grown specifically in that province. It's actually made in a building that was built in 1868 and served as a prison until <laughs> 1961 when it became a cigar factory. Really? I don't know if they kept the prisoners yeah. rolling the cigars back then. It's possible on the Castro. 
in, in uh, Nelson Alfonso's book where he hi- highlights this. He actually said they work in a real sturdy building that used to be a prison. <laughs> it's like, well, no, well that's, why it's, that's why it's sturdy. Exactly. That's why it's and solid. I think Nelson has something to do with the design of the band. And if you look closely at the band, yeah. inside the V, there yep. is a black and gold image. And if you look at it one way, it kind of looks like a tobacco leaf. Mm-hmm. If you look at it with a bit of an open mind, it, it's could, a also be, it could also be a peach. Or the vajayjay. It's a vajayjay. A vajayjay. I never saw that. <laughs> I've had a couple of these before. A couple of I've vaginas made. or a couple of these? <laughs> Both. <laughs> but these, the, yeah, I never noticed that. That is, that is totally uh, the, the, the womanhood right there. Yes. And Very. I like the fact that the person that designed this has as dirty as a mind as I do. Well, now, did he actually confirm this to you? He didn't confirm it to me personally, but the story was relayed to me. From somebody else. Oh, really? And the person that related to me is a very good standing. So I take it as gospel. Okay. So you think it's okay. true? I think it's true. Now, Nelson, <laughs> now, now I'd also like to mention the packaging. So do you suck on the band then? <laughs> I smell it. You smell the band? <laughs> I'd like to mention the packaging of this cigar, which is, uh, which it, it, it's interesting packaging. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why I think you're correct in your assumption of who designed the packaging, because <laughs> mm-hmm. this is a... Uh, this is a tin, and this specific size comes in a square tin of 16 cigars, and uh, it's, it is square. It has black top. Yeah, I'll just grab that just yeah. so I can describe it a little better. Uh, there's a black band going across mm-hmm. the, the almost middle. There's an image of Cuba with the Pinar del Rio area uh, highlighted, and uh, it says Fumar Mata, which I'm probably assuming says smoking kills or smoking's bad for your health. And uh, then on the back side, and uh, actually I really want to get kind of kind. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to show you this because uh, the the back of this package is rather ugly. It shows a picture of a diseased mouth with <laughs> rotting teeth, and uh, that is uh, that is rather disgusting. Um, and, and now with the way things are going with the FDA and all the, the sissy people out there, I feel like this is what we can expect in future years. Well, it's already happening in parts of the world. It's happening in Australia. Is it happening Um, in parts of your mouth? Thankfully, not that bad, but, um, (laughs) there's other countries within the European union that have signed on for plain packaging. And it Mm -hmm. is believed that the plain packaging you know, it's all going to be uniform in color, same font size, same font uh, name, uh, but it's also going to have graphic warning labels on it. Really? And in Australia, the image has to be rotated every three months. So every time you ship cigars as a manufacturer to Australia, you've got to allow a space for them to replace that image. That's wow. that's crazy. Yeah, that's and, you know, I saw someone post on Instagram uh, a little while ago uh, a picture of cigars that he bought in Australia. And now the it was a Cuban cigar, but that's not what exactly shocked me. It was the fact that the packaging was so much different than what we see, you know, coming from Canada or coming from Cuba. It was just straight at, straight black and white, plain text, very boring looking uh, packaging that you really, unless you were looking at it, you really have to read what it is because even the band's black with plain white yeah. Times New Roman text. Mm-hmm. 
disgusting. And I'm and I'm a person who really appreciates a good packaging design, and uh, that's really. <laughs> I hear you like a good package. <laughs> yeah, I do. I love a good package. I'm all about the package. All about it, man. Yeah, I mean, I can actually. I think I can pull it up right here. Terry's making fun of the. <laughs> pull Terry's up making fun of the right way here. in the chat room and the way I say Australia. Australia. <laughs> Australia. Yeah, this the, uh, the picture that I'm talking about was actually posted by a gentleman named uh, Wayne Walt, W-A-Y-N-E, Walt, W-A-L-T, and that's on Instagram. So you can actually go on his page, and you can see it. It's uh, it's in a black and white tube, has a barcode, and uh, says Romeo Julietta, Romeo number two, Cuba, plain white text. It's wow. disgusting. Disgusting. Unfortunately, it's the, the road that we're heading down. It takes Some the artistic make. aspect of this away. Really. 100%. This but now, a... I mean, the World Health Organization wants to eliminate smoking altogether, I think it is, by uh, 2050. <laughs> so this is what we're going up against. You know, I'm a fan of The Who, but not that yeah, one. Definitely not that definitely one. Definitely not that one. Mm. Now, there was, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I've smoked these before. Yeah. And... Uh, it, it's it's an interesting cigar. Now, am I correct in saying that these are machine made? Um, well, let's look at the box. Yeah, we say Heco Imano anywhere on it. If it doesn't, then these are uh, these are actually a, a machine made cigar. And I will be the it first. It does say it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It just says Heco, Heco in Cuba. Cuba. Made in Cuba. Yep. But uh, I'll be the first person to admit I am not a Cuban fan. Me neither. Uh, not, I think a lot of the cigars taste similar. I think they lack complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't answer whether or not it's handmade or machine-made. No. It, it does not say anywhere on the box. So okay. being it does not say on the box, I would fathom to believe that these are machine-made. And now they don't look it. I remember I was talking with John Carney a long time ago mm-hmm. about these cigars, and he had mentioned that they were made by a machine and i was like wow no no way no see and now the information i have officially from habanos and says that they are long filler totally handmade okay well there we have it that's direct from habanos (laughs) yes because you know the cuban government never lied before oh well yeah that's true (laughs) more fact checking Mm -hmm. yeah fact check derek i mean that's what the show's about Mm -hmm. uh but yeah uh now concerning the fda Mm -hmm. uh they should be a little worried after last night's Yes and no. The problem, the problem, and I'm the glass half empty guy. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the regulations for cigars is already there. So they're talking about cutting FDA regulations and what have you. It would take an act of Congress to remove premium cigars from the enforcement. But now Congress is in the favor of the Republican side. Right. But we still haven't gotten more people to sign on to the bill. So we need people to find on, sign on to the bill. The hearing is going to be in um, July, I believe it is, against mm. the FDA, the Cigar Industry versus the FDA. It begins. We have attorney generals, attorney generals from four states that have signed on in support of the cigar industry. Um, it's, a, it's a document called Friends of the Court. It allows people to testify that normally would not be testifying in said case. Mm-hmm. So there's now states on the side of the cigar industry. Do you know how many uh, congressmen are needed in order for this bill to, 
to like how many do we have versus how many do we need? I think we have at this point thirty to thirty-five. Okay, and you would need the majority. You'd need the majority, and we're talking Congress, right? Not the Senate. Well, it'd have to go through both, right? And then it would have to wind up on the president's desk, so on and so forth. Okay. Now, the other thing that worries me is that, uh, well, during that speech last night, he had mentioned the FDA, but I feel like that was more geared towards uh, prescription medication and reducing the prices and reducing the amount of red and also tape. the amount of testing that needs to go before yep. a, a pill is approved. I mean, right. a lot of people, unfortunately, pass away waiting for the FDA to do their testing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the only reason for that is money. There's a lot of money that has to go into the research and development of these products that just take too long. Yep. So I'm hoping that, you know, while they're tackling that side of the FDA, that they also tackle the unnecessary regulations that they've put against tobacco consumers. I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be a good thing. Well, the problem is you've had all these cigarette companies that have tried to release new cigarettes since uh, the, the cigarette industry has had to deal with the enforcement of the FDA. And nothing has been improved no. since 1997. Yeah. So if you look at it, it's now, or was it 2000, excuse me, 2007. Yes. So if you look at it, it's eight years, nothing new has been approved. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have a friend who's a trademark attorney in Florida, and he stated to me that a cigarette company tried to put forth a new brand that was actually an old brand. They created a new branding, but they stuffed it with cigarettes that were already on the market. So we'll use Marlboro, for example. Let's say they created a new brand called Mustang. They filled it up with Marlboro cigarettes. It has never been approved by the FDA. Wow. Even though it is the exact same Same thing. thing. Hmm. So that that should cause worry to a lot of manufacturers Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, some people are being optimistic, saying, you know, the FDA could let their brands go through, but there is a slim to none chance of that happening, unfortunately. Mm So where, what? yeah, where are we at with a cigar here? Damn, what I'm are your on. thoughts? What are your thoughts? I want <laughs> like to hear you. Talk about I, the cigar. I just started going on this. Yeah, every yeah, time I, I listen to the show, Oliver weighs <laughs> in with his egg, notes yeah. first, or Derek weighs in with his notes first. Dan's going first. We're going to make you go first today. That's what are fine. You That's fine. You know, I'm kind of with you guys. You know, I've, you know, as far as Cuban cigars go, I have no compulsion to go find or look for Cuban cigars. I've had ones that are fantastic. I've had ones that are just okay. And I've had ones that really sucked. You know, I don't think you need to, to uh, I don't think Cuba holds any kind of um, mystique that is deserving of all of the attention it gets. Anyway. Maybe it did at one point, right. but you can get a world-class cigar from Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican Republic. It's the forbidden fruit. And everybody forbidden wants fruit. the forbidden that's, fruit. That's all it is. Um, the cigar is burning uh, very nice. It's got a nice, uh, very dark ash, which is very evident of uh, Cuban cigars. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's a kind of a low-end medium to me. I'll agree with that. And... Um, uh, you know, the, the, it, it tastes very distinctly Cuban and, to me, very distinctly undistinct. For, for, <laughs> for me, distinctly for lack of a Cuban, better word. the cigars always come off to me as soapy. 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 There is a soapy floral ivory note. I said words I shouldn't have said when I was a kid bar of soap in my mouth taste that I get from Cuban cigars. So this really has a special place in your heart. Yes, it has a special place in my heart. <laughs> Does it whiten your teeth? With that no. Soapiness? You've seen me smile. No. no, I've seen you smile. No, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. 
Um, but that's to me, that's the one common denominator of almost every Cuban cigar that I've ever smoked. It's floral. Yeah, there's that almost floral, soapy. very oily. Yep. 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 And they tend to, for me anyway, they tend to lack that complexity of the cigars that we get that are Mm -hmm. readily available here in the U.S., the Nicaraguan, Dominican, and Honduran cigars. Yeah. Now, I know there's people all over the Internet that disagree, discredit us that we don't like Cuban cigars, but I'll be curious to see once, if, when the embargo is lifted, how Cuban cigars will uh, fare in the long run. I don't think it is. There'll be that initial hit in the beginning, but I think when people see the prices and they realize that the Cuban cigars they've been buying on the beach in Mexico are fake Mm. and they're going to be paying $40 for a bahiki, Mm -hmm. they're going to realize that, you know what? I'd much rather have a $30 Atabay. I'd much rather have a $8 Perdomo. Mm -hmm. And I think the mystique of Cuban cigars will slowly dissipate. I mean, look at Europe. Cigars made outside of Cuba are growing in sales. They're starting to take over cigar shops in Europe. So even the European consumer who can get Cuban cigars on a regular basis are no longer reaching for a Cuban cigar. Hmm. And hopefully the Cuban government's not listening and they let Dave and Jonathan (laughs) and Jessica leave the country. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know know what? Maybe my opinions are not necessarily those of David Garofalo. (laughs) This is the best cigar I've ever (laughs) had. Well, Please actually, you know what? If the if the if the Cuban government's listening, <laughs> take Jonathan. <laughs> take Jonathan. Yeah, he can stay. No, but they they are going to be coming back, and uh, that's going to be an interesting cigar authority show because they're going to be going over the whole trip. I'm going right. to be interested in the scene because the first time David went there, the, the one story that he brought back, and and you can look for it on old um, cigar authority post Dave's trip to Cuba. You can even find it on uh, on the cigar authority uh, podcast. But the one thing that he noticed was all, a lot of the plants still had the seeds on the top of the plants. Right. They the the, the one thing that you want to do and almost, not almost, all other cigar countries, they take the seeds off the plant. They leave some seeds on the, on the, on the tobacco plants sporadically through the field. But in Cuba, the majority of the plants had the seed. And that takes away the nutrients from the tobacco. So you're not getting tobacco that cures as flavorful as stuff in right. Nicaragua, Honduras, and the right. Dominican Republic. So, so I'll be curious to see if that changed. I wonder if it. I wonder if it has, because that, like you said, that's going to be uh, one of the things to look for to see how that mm-hmm. tobacco tastes as they start to push that through the United States. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just going to, like like you mentioned, I think it's going to start off really well, and then the price shock is going to hit people. Yeah. And then you're going to have so many people that will continually buy those. And because of that huge boom that's going to happen right away when Cubans flood the U.S. market, Mm. their quality will plummet. Mm. Plummet. I mean, not to say that it's good now. Right. But it's going to be a great thing for the cigar industry, too, because you're going to have people who have never smoked before that are going to want to try a Cuban cigar. And if, and if one out of ten person that tries a cigar for the first time enjoys it enough to try a second cigar, we're going to have another huge cigar boom. Yeah. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. Only the issue is the companies here won't be able to come out with new brands. The thing I was looking forward to the most was the opening up of Cuba and the tobacco yes. being sold to Nicaragua. And then you'd be getting a blend of, uh, you know, Ecuadorian shade wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, and fillers from Cuba. To me, that was, that was the thing I was looking forward to, and not the Cuban Puro. And it's killed. 
it's killed. It's killed. Unfortunately. Because I, I oh, man, Derek, I wish. Derek, what do you I taste wish. in that cigar? Must. Must. Musty. Not that, that's, soap. That's, Must. No, no, no. Yeah, when, when I taste a Cuban cigar, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are very similar, mm-hmm. I taste a lot of musty flavors, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a moss, uh, earth, kind of uh, woody, oaky, but it's, it's a very heavy feeling smoke on the palate. Uh, it's not. It is mild, but not mild in the sense that it sits lightly on the palate. Mm-hmm. It's mild in the sense of flavor, but right. it really sits there. It'll hold mm-hmm. on to your taste buds for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, burn wise, mine's doing okay. It's not. It's not the straightest that it could be. Mm-hmm. I've had other cigars that have burned a little better. The ash is slightly flaky on me, but that's. But see that that's you yeah. in your ADD because to me that's a perfect burn. This is not a pre- – I am trying so hard not to touch this up. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly wavy. If it's like an eighth of an inch off, you go nuts. I can't. But my issue with Cuban cigars is the construction. And for those watching, if you look, I could press my cigar flat. Yeah. Because it's holding the heat. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just poorly constructed. See, now, this, I can't do that. I mean, I now one. have this a finger-pressed not... cigar. Bulged <laughs> yeah. out in the middle. This one's much better uh, – you know, I can't do that with this. Right, and that's the construction issues, yeah. unfortunately, out of the island nation. Right, that works against them. Right, there's no consistency. Exactly. You know, th- these are all from the same box. Yeah, they are, and yeah. you know, I've I had an experience a while ago with a friend of mine who collected Cuban cigars for around twenty years, twenty five years, and uh, we wound up going through his whole collection and mm-hmm. looking at all these. But he had. He he had to have had three hundred thousand dollars worth of Cuban cigars wow. in his in his basement that he had these handmade humidors made by George Stabell, um, and they Jeez. were gorgeous, gorgeous humidors. And we're going through them, and we're looking at all these boxes that you know didn't even have date codes on them, mm-hmm. uh, you know from the '60s and '70s. And he had stuff from the 1930s era, and uh, you know we we wound up cracking a box of H. Upman Coronas from, Mm -hmm. God knows, probably the early 1960s. And we smoked one, and it was plugged for both of us. So we grabbed another one out of the box, and his was plugged and mine was fine. So he grabbed a third one, and the third one that he lit up actually drew. So, you know, it's it's just an issue of quality control. I've heard that over and over and over again. I mean, a lot of retailers here in the States, they'll stand by your cigar. If you buy a cigar that has a bad drawer right. or, it, yeah. or it cracks on you, whatever, a lot of retailers will replace that cigar for you because they mm-hmm. know the manufacturers will stand behind it. Mm-hmm. Rep comes into the store, you let them know you had so many problems, the rep would replace them. Right. I know a lot of retailers that if the Cuban embargo is listed, they're, they're going to have that. a buyer beware sign, mm-hmm. and they will not replace a cigar that has construction issues. It's mm-hmm. too risky because too you risky. get every almost every other cigar right. coming and back with no, issues. There's no Cuban rep that's going to come by and replace no. those cigars. So. No, no, absolutely. No, and that's, that's going to be a, a big issue uh, for people. They're thinking that they're going to be spending $30, $40 on a cigar, and they I would expect it to be a perfect experience, mm. but that's not going to be the case. It will not be the case. Uh, but now, in honor of Oliver being gone, I figure I have to do his segment, which is the pick <laughs> of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. We got to get a soundboard for that. We got to keep get, saying yeah. that. Yep. But uh, this week, 
we had a gentleman named, uh, well, I'll say his name. He, you can be found on Instagram at Forrest Vess. That's F-O-R-R-E-S-T-V-E-S-S, Forrest Vess. Mm-hmm. And I've been following this guy for a while, and he used the hashtag the Ashholes. So I wanted to give him a little shout-out, so hopefully nice. you guys can go on and check him out as well. He has a lot mm-hmm. of good pictures on his page. Uh, but in this picture, I have, to, I have to compliment him on his coffee mug because it is, <laughs> it is, a, it is a coffee mug. And it has an image of a chimp on the coffee mug, and his arm is up, almost touching his head, but his arm is actually the handle of the coffee mug. And with that, he has a uh, uh, The King is Dead from Caldwell Cigar Company, uh, which is a cigar that I used to smoke often. Mm -hmm. Uh, But great little shot, you know, nice little plant in the background. I'd say that's totally worth it to mention on the Ashholes. For me, that was a brand that had consistency issues. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I gave up on it a, a, a while back. Now, what size were you smoking? I'm all over the place. Okay, because I, I had purchased a box of the, the Corona size back when it came out, and I still have a couple. Very, I, I like the flavor on them, but I, I haven't revisited it in a while, so I'll have to see how that goes. But anyway. Well, when I was on my honeymoon, the Florida rep, Richie Wright, had given me a few, and um, still haven't gone back to them. So. Really? Mm. Yeah. Hey, teach their own. Yeah, teach their teach own. Their own. <laughs> but uh, before we go into a break, you know what? Actually, we're going to go ahead and start going into a break, and we'll catch up on uh, what cigars we were smoking during the week right after that. But uh, anyway, guys, we were we blah, blah, excuse moi, s'il vous plaît, omelet du fromage. See, I got to take the place of Oliver when he's not here. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. But when we come back, we have a little bit of hate mail, a little bit of love mail to talk about. We will announce the Ashole of the Week. You guys get love mail? Occasionally. Wow. Very occasionally. But you guys have been listening to the Ashole's Unfiltered Cigar Radio coming to you live from the Sereno Royale Cigar Studios in Salem, New Hampshire. We will be right back. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serena. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. 
Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year age Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron.
And we are back. You are listening to the Ashholes Unfiltered Radio Podcast. Coming to you live from the Sereno Royale Cigar Studios in Salem, New Hampshire. And today we are smoking Vigueros from Havana, Cuba. Pinar del Rio, Cuba. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're probably about halfway into the cigar. And uh, so far, so good for most of us, I'd say, yeah? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now, I don't know if I'd say good, but it's okay. So far. It's okay. Oh, my it's... gosh, Barry. We're never going to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't think Barry wants to be here. Nah, I, don't, I don't mind being here. I enjoy smoking with you guys, so good. it's all good. good. You know, it gets good. you away from the desk for a little while. Yes, it so, does. You know, it makes for a nice, easy end to the day. But uh, now, this isn't the only cigar that we smoked all week, as I always like to say. Uh, we, we do smoke other cigars. We do, so, on occasion. Uh, occasionally. Uh, Barry, I'd like to start with you. What else have you had this week? I smoked 1792, 1802, 1804. Oh. Uh, basically, I'm a taster for Cigar Journal Magazine, okay. as is Derek. So I've been smoking a lot of cigars that have nothing but a number on them. Uh, in terms of cigars that do have a number on them, um, Dos Hombres which is a cigar uh, that could be found at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They came out with a Candela just in time for St. Patrick's Day, becoming an ongoing tradition in the cigar industry to release a Candela cigar. Far better than last year's, and I really enjoyed last year's. Um, The wrapper on the cigar seems like it's a a better Candela quality. Mm -hmm. Very smooth, very flavorful. It's kind of like a Candela with a twist. Um, How so? It doesn't have that floral vegetal taste to it. Okay. There's a little bit, there's some Nicaraguan tobacco in it, so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of bite to it, like spicy bite, mm-hmm. uh, like a good bite, um, some some cedar to it, and there's like an underlying sweetness. Nice. So it's different than what you would expect from a Candela. Yeah, nice. I, I have smoked that before, and I noticed that it was super sweet and mild and rich tasting all mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. especially for a cigar at that price. Right, right. Excellent. You, you know, for me this week, I really wanted to go back and and um, smoke something that I had, you know, a long time ago that I hadn't had. And so I went around and and uh, I settled in on the uh, the uh, Tatuaje Noelas. And I had not had that since, uh, well, gosh, it's been 10 years probably since the last one I had. Really? And it was really good. You know, it's got this, uh, you know, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper and then Nicaraguan filler and binder. And it was just just as tasty as I remembered it. It had this kind of a uh, cedary, lemon peppery kind of uh, spice on the retrohale and this, um, you know, kind of an almond butter kind of uh, finish on the on the tongue. And it was just great. That's I interesting. I really enjoyed it. Almond butter. Almond butter. Wow. That's, that's getting deep. Mm-hmm. Very deep. Uh, for me, I wound up smoking a uh, Padron 90th Maduro. Ooh, one of yeah, my favorites. That, it, it, was a, it was a gift from a friend, and I, I lit it up yesterday because uh, I remember smoking one of those uh, on the Cigar Authority show and thinking the world of it. I totally, totally mm-hmm. loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, rich, full-bodied flavor, yep. a lot of black peppery notes right in the beginning, and it builds in strength as you work your way down. Yep. And uh, those come out of the Padron factory in Nicaragua. I've mm-hmm. only driven past there on a previous <laughs> trip. Uh, but I wish I could have gone in and seen yeah. that operation because it, uh, the, the cigars that they produce are pretty fantastic. fantastic. And not box-pressed like the rest of their stuff. No, it was the very first 
round 1926 cigar that they have ever made, mm-hmm. also in a tube, which mm. is something totally out of their warehouse. Right. I thought they did a fantastic job yeah. on both I, those counts. The I, tube, you know, again, to get back to the art and the presentation, the packaging, yep. really, really nice. It's a good-looking smoke mm-hmm. all around, yep. all around. But uh, now I would like to go ahead and segue into the ash hole of the week, mm-hmm. which is a segment each week. It's not week. a segue if you have to say it's a segue. I'd like to talk about the <laughs> ash hole of the week and <laughs> with, with no segue. Uh, but now, as, as some of you guys know, there was a rather large speech last night. We were talking about it earlier on the show. Yep. And uh, it was Donald Trump's very first State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I watched this morning. I thought it, he was very well spoken. Whether whether or not he wrote that speech himself, usually not. They usually have yeah, speech writers. Typically, writes it, yeah. typically. I, I, and we I, don't know if it was rhetoric or not at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to wait and see what his budget is. Yeah, right. Exactly, because there's a lot of things that he talked about that were, uh, I, I think, good. Uh, some things I thought were a little iffy, but we're going to have to see where that lands and where's the money going to come from. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it all sounds great, and I get don't it hide the paper. fact that I voted for Trump, but I want to see how he plans to pay for all of it. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now I'm not saying that Trump is the asshole of the week because uh, I think he did a pretty good job um, talking about some people that were sitting in the in the chamber there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the Democrats, specifically the women in white. Um, they all, in my opinion, they were all dressed in white, and they would call um, on the suffrage of women. And yet, President Trump singled out the widow of Navy SEAL William Ryan Owens. She got a loud ovation that lasted over two and a half minutes, hmm. and not one of the women in white stood up to acknowledge her. That's disgusting. So you're talking about women's suffrage, and you're calling attention to women's suffrage. Here's a woman who's suffering the loss of her husband. Yeah. And you're going to allow party lines to not allow you to give the respect that this woman deserves. Yep. So to me, the Democrats are the asshole of the week. Yes. Forget about party lines when it comes to something like that. There was another segment of the speech where he said that we should support our police officers. Mm-hmm. Once again, party lines. Yeah. Republicans stood and applauded. And I'll give credit to Bernie Sanders. You could call him a socialist. You could be a supporter of him. You cannot be a supporter of him. But he applauded for the police officers, and he applauded for the widow. Mm. And both deserved that respect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's no reason that any of them should have sat down. And I was shocked when I saw that they did. Uh, Because, you know, even if you don't like what people say or what people do, that gentleman that lost his life overseas in Syria... He, he. Actually, I think it was in Yemen. 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 Well, that's, yeah, that's close, right? <laughs> that's close. over there somewhere. Depends yeah. how big the map there. is, right? I'm yeah, sure, exactly. I'm sure there's a desert around there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's just wherever it is. Hey, fact check Derek, hashtag that. But, that's uh, two. He, he went, he, you know, he lost his life for the country, and you're going to sit down yeah. and not applaud the, the grieving yeah, that's family. Just, that's yeah. just so wrong. You know, he is a person that laid down his life for the good of our country. And whether you support these actions or not, you should still support the ultimate sacrifice that these people make in the name of our country. Right. And the wife is there being acknowledged. You should acknowledge her. You've been elected by the people, for the people, and you just disrespected the people. Yep. 
every time I see a veteran out there, I, I say thank you. Uh, yeah, whether it's, you know, work-related and I see them at the register, mm-hmm. if I uh, standing in line at Dunkin' Donuts, I just say thank you <laughs> because they, mm-hmm. they, they deserve it, yeah. you know, yeah. more than anyone. Uh, but, yeah, so. That's awesome. Ashhole of the week. There yep. you have it. Very perfect. So now I would like to not segue into some hate mail. <laughs> not segue. Uh, but this is a mix of hate mail and not hate mail, so we'll see where it goes. But we have a, we have a message here from uh, Matthew. Yeah. Uh, and he says, Dear Ashholes, I hate you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then he tricks us. He says, why don't you air for two hours? One is too short. <laughs> he called us cheap. It doesn't cost us anything more than a few electrons of storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, I'm sorry, but we only have an hour. Only yep. have an hour. He also mentioned that my nickname should be Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Do yeah. you like green eggs and ham? Mm-hmm. I love green eggs and ham. You know, when I was in kindergarten, we actually uh, made green eggs and ham in one of our classes. It was a, it was a pretty cool thing. You Salutations know? to the pastor, Padron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing, nothing on you here. Yeah. Nothing on you. Uh, and also, I do have another. Well, that was last week. Some yeah, guy I got, really I got hated you. Hey, I noticed you're not wearing your coat. I, I am hot as hell. Wasn't there an email <laughs> a couple of weeks ago complaining that you don't oh, take off yeah. your coat? Yeah, Derek, I know. Derek Look, decided to stay. I'm sweating my balls off over here under this light and everything. I'm just, oh. I, it, it, so whatever his name got his wish, okay. the jacket's yeah, off. The jacket's off. I'm so glad you decided to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we do have another message that was submitted to us through the Contact Us page mm-hmm. of theashholes.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is from a, a person. Uh, oh, good. I, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Anga Riza. Anga Riza. Anga Baganga. Anga Baganga. I, I don't know. I Nobody don't know, gets the Caddyshack reference? And he said, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Long time. Uh, but he says, yes. hello, Appa. Kalbar. It was Unga Bagunga Meatballs. Meatballs. Is that what it was? It was a Bill Murray movie. Anyway, yeah, I right. recall. I recall. Keep, yeah. Yeah. But he, he says, Hello, Appa Kabar. And it means, uh, Hi, how are you? And he continues, Hey, guys, <laughs> to believe me, it. means deportation. But go on. Oh, my God. Well, no, he can't get deported now. Go on yeah. for this reason. Yeah. He says, Hey, guys, believe it or not, you have a fan from the furthest corner of the world, Indonesia. I am Indonesian, by the way, and not a foreigner who lives in Indonesia. Uh, Love your show. Keep up the good work. I love the unfiltered aspect of it. One suggestion, though, could you make the show a bit longer? So that's two. That's two. That's two requests. A hater and a lover both want us to talk longer. Unga Bagunga doesn't have a lot of friends, I guess. Well, he's got us. (laughs) He's got us. And he says he also has a question for us, and I figure we can all put our two cents in. He goes, uh, by the way, I have a a question. I'd appreciate it if you could answer this on the show, which we are, of course, doing for you. He says, I ship my cigar from U.S., and therefore, shipping period is approximately one month. I mostly ship singles in five packs, not boxes. One can imagine the hell that the cigars have gone through. How long should I keep those cigars in my humidor before I smoke them? Is there any general rule? Hmm. So let's talk about that. You're in the mail order end of things, kind of, sort of. I'm going to assume. No, he's from Thailand? Uh, Indonesia. 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 Not Thailand. I'd like to think that Indonesia is a warmer climate, so it's not going to be as bad as they ship in the cigars in the winter, so the, the, the refreshment time isn't going to be as long. Mm-hmm. But basically, look at your cigars when you get them. If they look a little dry, 
or they feel a little firm, mm -hmm. drop them in your humidor until they reach the consistency that you feel. So you start to see that oily sheen come back on the leaf. So you see some of that sponginess come back in the foot. It's really sight and feel versus any specific time because a lot of it has to do with the climate. You know, in the, in the, in the spring and fall here in the States, it's generally going to be, you know, 60, 65 degrees. The humidity is not going to be at 100%. You can smoke stuff right off the truck. Right. However, in the winter or in the dead of summer, you're going to need the cigars to acclimate. So it's really a, a feeling out process. So you'd recommend that he just tests, tests yeah. what he gets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If the cigars look or feel dry or they feel a little bit firm, throw them in your humidor until they get some of that sponginess and oil back on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good good recommendation. I used to purchase cigars from uh, an online retailer that had a bad reputation of uh, not keeping their cigars in a humidor, mm -hmm. uh, just kind of in a warehouse on a shelf, and hopefully they just move through them quick enough, whereas to not they... Uh, so they don't crack and crumble. Uh, but what I would do is I would, I would keep them in my humidor for a solid month and not touch them and mm -hmm. just let them sit because I know that they probably went through some kind of hell. Leave, going to that warehouse, sitting there for a long time, and mm -hmm. then coming to me. Because you take it out of the box. You can feel it. It's dry. It's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It cracks. So that was my rule of thumb when I was doing it. Uh, I'd say a, a month for me. But uh, I'd say uh, – Mr. Kaba, uh, Mr. Uh, Red, Anga Baganga. Anga, Anga Reza. I would say you listen to Barry on this one. Don't take my word for it yeah. because he... Uh, the Dalai Lama told it to me in a moment of clarity. I hope he doesn't find this clarity. offensive. I, <laughs> it's, a, it's an American movie called Caddyshack, so yeah. I'm sorry if I offended you, but all I can think of is Bill Murray. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Our viewership's increasing, so maybe you should keep talking like this. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a positive thing. And, that's very uh, good. Yeah, I mean, speaking of viewers, uh, I would like to point out to everybody watching that we are everywhere. You can find us on the ashholes.net. We're on YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, absolutely everywhere. Be sure you subscribe to the channel on YouTube and set it and forget it on Podbean, mm -hmm. and you can take us wherever, wherever you go. Very nice. So, there's, so how far are we into this cigar? Uh, I'm almost. I'm almost done. Are you really? You're, you're, you're the the slow smoker. You're you're about halfway. I'm having a hard time keeping mine lit. As am I. I, I have not had a, any kind of trouble keeping it lit, and my burn's going great. But it, it, you know, it is it is kind of a, a one dimensional thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing I notice. It is very flat. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's yeah. become sour. 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 Still soapy and floral, but it's become sour. But I think it's because the fillers appear to be burning at a quicker rate than, say, the wrapper. Mm -hmm. And I know the cigars were perfectly cared for. I know where they came from. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's a construction issue. Mm. So Yeah, I've had, to, I've had to relight mine twice so yeah, far. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. And, I mean, I know that I talk a lot during the show, but with cigars that, you know, can be readily available on any shelf in the U.S., mm -hmm. uh, they don't they go don't out as that. fast. Yep. Uh, but this is just a – it's been an upkeep, but it's not, it's not terrible. The flavor is not awful. No, um, it's, it's not bad. It's just nothing to write home about, really. Yeah. You know, it's, there's nothing special to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I believe these cigars go for – on the cheaper side. Uh, I, I remember Oliver saying last week that he could get a five-pack for 20 euros mm -hmm. uh, out in Amsterdam. Um, 
And, you know, it's I don't even think it's the price. I don't mm. think it's the price that's causing the issue here mm-hmm. uh, because I've had, like we said, that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles mm-hmm. when it comes to Cuban cigars. I don't know. Ah, I'll be curious to see when Dave comes back, and I'm sure we'll hear about it on the Cigar Authority on the March 11 show, what they smoked at the Habanos Festival if yeah. anything stood out. Yeah. So now how long are they down there for? Uh, they left on Monday morning, and they come back on Saturday night. And they have a whole itinerary of events that they're going to be going to yes. mm-hmm. for the Habanos Festival. Yes, mm-hmm. tasting, sommelier events, longest ash contest, trips to the field, and then the, the big dinner. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Big formal thing. Big formal dinner. Yeah. Now, there's a, I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, – other cigar retailers and probably some manufacturers of, you know, run-of-the-mill cigars that you can get in the States here, too. Um, I think that'd be an interesting place to go just to see that a whole the whole week and everything is centered around cigars. That sounds almost like a dream come true. <laughs> it would for be me. for us. Yeah. 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 We, we'd get a big kick. Well, yeah. little plug, but on the Cigar Authority this weekend, we're going to... Discuss the differences between the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival, the Dominican Cigar Festival, and the Cuban Cigar Festival. Ah. And they all have their own little intricacies of why they're different. Hmm. I'm I'm excited because it's going to be who on the show? uh, That would be me, you, and gentleman Chuck Morrison. That's right. Just the three of us again. We're going to be... And we'll be joined by Willie Morante from Miami Cigar Company for at least one of the segments. Oh, awesome. that's cool. Awesome. And we also have a, a... guest who is typically a audience member going to be doing a segment of the show with us too the classic three-way which is a little trivia thing at the end of the show which i am constantly accused of cheating <laughs> you uh, do cheat so he will be in charge of the questions mm. and the answers and hopefully he does a better job at it than the people at the oscars yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god and no i don't have cable like i mentioned yeah but that was i i saw that on facebook and i was like oh my god that how embarrassing must that have been, and how devastating for the people who thought they won Best Picture yeah, to hand yeah. that trophy over to somebody else. Yeah. Oh, oh god, so disappointing. And we just <laughs> joined by another audience member here, so we'd like to welcome you. Welcome. Hello. Back. Welcome. Hello. So, according to Jan Janarus, uh, and excuse me if I'm butchering your name, but he's in on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. And he said that we should have an open mind that the Vegueros is a budget brand from Habanos. Yeah. And you mentioned a $20 euro, so that translates to about $6 US. I will agree with him in the sense that I've had far better experiences with the Gohiba Bahiki. Mm-hmm. And that's a $40 cigar, and I smoked it when I was in Israel mm-hmm. uh, working a case. And with the tobacco tax, it came out to over $100 American. Oh, my God. Sorry, but I can think of a lot better cigars that I'd rather smoke yeah. than yeah. that. Yeah, yep. Like That's, that Padron 90, for instance. Yeah, or even Byron. I, oh, I would, yeah. I would totally smoke a Byron Poema over any Cuban out there. And I've, I've had really, a lot of Cubans. Uh, yep, just me too. It doesn't compare. But uh, now it is actually Ash Wednesday. Yes, it is. Today is actually Today's Ash Wednesday. We joke, we joke that we'd make every Wednesday Ash Wednesday. We don't really have to do that today. It actually no. is. Would it be sacrilegious if I took the ash off my cigar and put it on my forehead? I dare uh, you. I, I'll... 
Oh my God, he's gonna do it. <laughs> Barry's going to hell. I, I've, never, I've never met a dare. I don't like. Yeah, it. There you go. There you go. It's Ash Wednesday. It's Ash Wednesday. We got to get a picture of you after this because this <laughs> yeah. is fantastic. And I uh, and my you, hell will be a room full of cigars and nothing to light them with. Yeah, that would be hell. Oh my gosh. But Dan, you have a you have a poem to read. I have a poem. I have a poem. Uh, you know, and I thought, you know, what could we do? You know, for to kind of acknowledge the fact that it's Ash Wednesday and stay in the whole cigar genre thing. And and um, there's this poem that I used to read when I was in a college and seminary smoking cigars. We used to read this together as we smoked. We thought it was funny. And it's it's by uh, Ralph Erskine. I'm nervous because I'm looking at your computer and it says part one. And yeah, it goes it, off the screen. It's 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 not it's not long. Okay, we but, got eight um, minutes because so. we might have to cue it's the music long. like the Oscars and cut your short. Long. You know, but Ralph Ralph Erskine was a a, a, a Scottish um, a Puritan and uh, who was born in. Um, uh, 1685. Okay. Okay. But you were going to say he was born in Scotland. You just said he was Scottish. You know, we all, we all think, you know, Puritans, we think people who just didn't have any fun, didn't do anything. Well, you know, smoking was pretty big with them. And he actually, uh, you know, has this poem here that he used to kind of show how he, he looked spiritually at s- smoking. And so since it's Ash Wednesday, I'm going to read this. Okay. Now, this is pipe-based, but you kind of get the same thing. This Indian weed, now withered quite, though green at noon, cut down at night, shows thy decay, all flesh is hay, thus think and smoke tobacco. The pipe, so lily-like and weak, does thus thy mortal state bespeak, thou art even such, gone with a touch, thus think and smoke tobacco. When the sun, when the smoke ascends on high, then... uh, Thou beholdest the vanity of worldly stuff, gone with a puff. Thus think and smoke tobacco. When the pipe grows foul within, think on thy soul, defiled with sin, for then the fire it doth require. Thus think and smoke tobacco. And seest the ashes cast away, then to thyself thou mayest say, that to the dust return thou must. Thus think and smoke tobacco. Was this small plant for thee cut down? So was the plant of great renown, which mercy sends for nobler ends. Thus think and smoke tobacco. I never said this was a good poem. No. I just said it was a poem. All right. Doth juice medicinal proceed from such a naughty foreign weed? Then what's the power of Jesse's flower? Thus think and smoke tobacco. The promise, like the pipe, inlays and by the mouth of faith conveys what virtue flows from Sharon's rose. Thus think and smoke tobacco. In vain the enlightened pipe you blow, your pains and inward means are so, till heavenly fire thy heart inspire. Thus think and smoke tobacco. The smoke, like burning incense towers, so should a praying heart of yours with ardent cries surmount the skies. Thus think and smoke tobacco. I understand this has significant meaning to you. Mm Mm-hmm. That was an awful poem. It was a terrible <laughs> poem. If I have it's a, terrible. If I have it's a hard terrible. time sleeping tonight, instead of taking an Ambien, I'm going to listen to you Just read listen that. Just listen to that again. <laughs> I oh. would do it. I would read. I would. And we know it's a horrible poem. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd, I'd reline, you know, and then the, and the stink and smoke tobacco. Oh, my God. You'd just puff. And we'd just laugh because it was so bad. We, we lost a viewer at the start of the poem. <laughs> <laughs> And they just came back. I want to know what he's referring to with Sharon's Rose. That's Jesus. 
Oh, okay. Now, now I definitely I'm going to hell because <laughs> yep. I was thinking to- totally different. You were thinking you were thinking of the the logo in Viguero. Yes, I was. Yeah. Yes, I was. Oh my god! I was never into poetry. I, no, I you know no, what? This he, guy was. Uh, he sh- I'm glad he didn't quit his day job because this this is this was not the best thing in the world. But it was something there, something to acknowledge Ash Wednesday. There you go. That's 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 beautiful. That's mm-hmm. a good thing because yep. you know I was worried that I wasn't going to have enough to say to finish up the final four minutes of the show. Well, you know what, what you we guys are smoking next week? Next what? week we are actually going to be lighting up a cigar that is a Lancero. Yeah, it is the Asylum Ogre Lancero, Ooh. which is a very long and very li- uh, thin cigar mm-hmm. for those of you who do not know. And it is wrapped in two different leaves in the yep. shape of a barber pole. One leaf is candela, and the other one is habano. Okay. That's mm-hmm. right. I haven't so, smoked one since St. Patrick's Day last year. So. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they kind of made a little bit of a comeback. So we're going to be uh, celebrating the holiday that I have no interest in celebrating <laughs> with that cigar. I hate St. Patrick's Day. It's Why such do you a, hate St. Patrick's Day? It's, it's, it's amateur hours. No, it's amateur hours. It's you, get people, you get people drinking that usually don't drink, and they drink no. to get stupid. Yeah. So it's... St. Patrick's Day and New Year's Eve, to me, are amateur night. Mm. Amateur night. I, I think it's racist. Not all Irish people drink. Not all of them get trashed. Okay, we have two Irish people raising their hands. Okay. Uh, no, that's fact okay. check number three. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of holidays in general. <laughs> How can you not like Halloween? Candy. But I like Halloween because there's there's candy, candy. involved. <laughs> yeah. I hate Thanksgiving because it's just regular food and that's boring. You hate Thanksgiving? Oh my yeah, god! I'm, I'm not a fan of turkey. It puts me right to that's sleep. That's my really. favorite yeah. holiday. But I like back to back to back football when I'm not boycotting football. Well, you boycott football, so what does it matter? Well, Colin Kaepernick might be out of the NFL, so my boycott might be lifted. When was that said? Uh, it looks like he's going to be cut by the 49ers. Really? Yeah. And it's definitely not for the reason you think, No, right? it's not the reason. Of course not. No. It's, it's because, because he, he sucks. Yeah, it's because he screwed up and missed, uh, missed going to the Super Bowl. Unreal. I don't know. But, yeah, so next week that's what we're going to be smoking. And uh, don't forget to check out the Cigar Authority on Saturday from noon to 2 where mm-hmm. Barry, myself, and gentleman Chuck Morrison will be taking over the show. Uh, it makes me nervous every time it's just us three. I was nervous the last time. Yeah, but we pulled it off. We so did. We, we did. got that under our belt. Yep. Yeah. You're, both, they only you're remem- both good at talking. They only remember you for your last show, so. Yeah. What? What? What are you talking about, my last show? <laughs> well, your last show was great. This show, we'll see what the jury thinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think the, I think the jury's Nobody will remember that great me. show if this show... I think you need to go show them how it's done. Uh, there was another I email. I did. There was another email that I did not read, and he really? said he said that episode fourteen was our best episode yet, mm-hmm. which was uh, what was episode fourteen? That was two episodes. The one ago, before so. fifteen. Yep. Really? Yes. Really, <laughs> man, you're really on I the ball Captain with Obvious. that stuff today. <laughs> Seriously. We need that soundboard, Derek. We I need know. To get on the ball. With this well, thing. I have I have one soundboard, but I mean it's not. Anything fancy? I mean, I, I get a, I get a like five million dollars. That's what I have for a soundboard. <laughs> that's really all I have. I, uh, 
Don't believe it. Don't believe it. And you know, I gotta, I gotta figure something out with that. But every time you fact check, it should be, don't believe it. <laughs> don't believe it. That's amazing. I'm actually totally gonna use that now that you mention it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that pretty much does it for this week's uh, episode. This yes. train wreck oh, of an thanks. episode. Thanks for having me on this yeah, train wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you for joining. It, it, it was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. And uh, as always, you've been listening to the Ashles mm-hmm. Radio Podcast coming to you live from the Sereno Royale Cigar Studios in Salem, New Hampshire. Don't forget, you can check us out on theashles.net. Yep. We can also be found on iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, Facebook Live, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's all of them. Guys, next week we'll catch you where we will be smoking the Asylum Ogre Lancero. And be sure to tune in then. And remember, thus think and smoke tobacco. Amen. (laughs) 